Welcome to the Bill for the Trades podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Levi Torres from High Five Plumbing in Denver. Levi, welcome to the show. Hello, Dan. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on so we can chat a little bit. Yeah, Levi and I go pretty far back in the trades. And uh, Levi is doing something just what I think is, I think it's ahead of the times when it comes to uh, using social media to recruit in the trades. And he's really caught a lot of traction with it. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. But before we get there, I just want to talk to the audience a little bit. You know, Bill for the Trades and this podcast is really about just um, serving everybody out there in the trades who's wanting to get into a business or running their own business and really um, just sharing some of the knowledge that we have from, <laughs> I mean, trial and error, right, Levi? I mean, a lot of these yeah, right. do. We wish Guess we had check. a Yeah, you kind of wish we had a podcast like this that we could get some insight on. And uh, so really out here just serving the trades. Um, Levi and I have a lot in common, but um, yeah, let's, let's jump right in, Levi. So uh, if you don't mind, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, how, kind of how you got got into the trades and, and where you're at today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Levi Torres, I was born and raised here in Colorado. Um, my dad was a plumber, um, so I just naturally grew up in the plumbing industry. Um, you know, I, I small rural area, so it wasn't like we were in a big city. So uh, it wasn't a lot of job options anyways. So it was actually pretty convenient to have a dad who owned a plumbing company because I never had to look for a job. I just knew I always had employment. Um, so it was very, it was very convenient to get into it in a young age. Uh, my dad told me at a young age that if I could use my hands to fix things, then I would always have a job. Um, and so he, 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 he pounded it into us. I, I didn't want to be a plumber growing up. Of course, most kids probably don't, don't want to do what their parents <laughs> are making them do. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, uh, learned the trade and wanted to do it. And, um, and then out of, out of high school, I went to college for a short bit. Um, and man, I just, I just, at that point realized that I can make a heck of a career just becoming a plumber. Um, and I made the decision then to drop out of college and, and just go full force into plumbing. And, um, you know, that was back out of high school. I'm now 37 years old. So I've been doing this now since, you know, I was out of high school full time, um, worked for multiple companies and, you know, worked for some really great places. And then, um, in 2012 is when we, you know, me and my wife, Cassie made the decision to go ahead and get I-5 plumbing started here in Denver. Awesome, man. Yeah, you and I have um, more in common than I thought, you know. So, yeah, that's really neat. So, yeah, I mean, how is it running a plumbing company full-time with your spouse? Um, We love it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's funny. We get asked all the time, like, oh, how do you guys work together for, you know, all the time? And and we enjoy it. I mean, I think if you enjoy the time with your significant other and you guys have clear lines on what your tasks are in the day-to-day, then it's pretty simple to work together. Uh, it's pretty simple to have a working relationship and not uh, not have it not affect your marriage. Um, and me and Cassie have done that. And we, uh, we feel that we, of course, we have to always work on things and things can always get better, but we're really happy with where we are as a, as a married, married couple, as well as business partners. So. Okay. So thinking back to like when you started high five plumbing in 2012, um, just for everybody listening out there, maybe somebody that's that's out, just started, maybe working with their spouse, he's out running a truck. Think back to that time. Like, what was it for you that helped you move past that? I'm out running calls to now I'm actually managing my business full time. I'm out of a truck and I have a few people working for me. Was there an event or somebody you hired or something that happened that helped you get there? Well, um, so I always kind of 
never wanted to be in the truck. Um, and so what, from day one, when I started high five plumbing, um, which is why I went with the name high five plumbing instead of Levi's or plumbing or Levi Taurus's plumbing, because I always had a vision to do something bigger than just me in a truck. Um, and so, so I knew right away, like I didn't want my name to be affiliated to it because then I knew no matter what, I would always have that tie to it. And so that's why we went with a name that was, had no tie to us whatsoever um, because I wanted to build it. I wanted to build it to something um, bigger. Now, once again, yes, I was now at that point, I was the person doing all the work. I was answering the phones. I was doing the work. I was getting the materials. I was depositing the checks. I was doing everything. And so you don't, you don't see that vision, but I knew I wanted that to happen. So naturally over time, as I started to get clarity is when things started to fall into place, you know, but at that time when I started high five, um, it, it was a hundred percent to build it to something bigger than just me in a truck. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, you know, hearing that, I bet, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't think that far in, the, in advance when they start, cause it's just, you know, let's just get this thing started and moving forward. And so, uh, you know, having a brand like high five and not just calling yourself, you said you felt like that was helped you in the recruiting or just really helped you in the mindset more than anything. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't want to say that if your if your brand is your name, it's a bad thing. It's not, a, it's not your, your brand is your brand. It's you have to have belief in your brand. Um, so whether it's your name or something else. And so, so I don't want to say it's been, I think I have a belief in my brand and that's what's helped with recruiting and, and with marketing. Um, and so as long as you believe that your brand and your mission that you're trying to do is, 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 is what you think is right, then, then don't be afraid to tell the world, man. Don't, don't be afraid to show them what, how you operate and what you do. Um, and so I would say maybe the brand of high five built confidence because naturally with the name high five plumbing, there's a certain expectation that comes with the name. You know what I mean? It's pretty tough to to be high five plumbing and not giving good service. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, so yes, I would say that maybe in a way it did cause us to up our level just by the, by the, the, the standard that the name alone sets. Yeah. So what, so your slogan is, uh, every call into the high five, right? Yep. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's been, it's been quite a few years, but I remember a specific time we were talking, I actually went and visited your location and you shared with me, Hey Dan, you know, I really feel like, you know, just having a marketing company for your business, it's starting to evolve where we really need to start adapting more to social media and taking this more in-house to show people who we truly are. And um, I, I'm, I'm starting off with that, but really thinking to like the biggest pain point in the trades right now is that everybody says that nobody, they, nobody in the young generation wants to work. So first thing. And, and they're very limited, right? It's hard to find anybody right now in the trades. And, and uh, there's a few companies out there who are really doing it right. And I've been following you on social, uh, your journey and seeing what you're doing. So take our audience through that. I mean, I, what was that? Three or four years ago, maybe we had that conversation. And Yeah, I want to say it was 2019, probably, uh, when, when we had the conversation. Um, and uh and really what it was is, you know, we were, we were doing what a most of most companies do is they have a, a, a marketing company that's all inclusive that kind of just handles from start to finish marketing. And, and it worked. It wasn't, it wasn't like it wasn't doing its job. It just, once again, we had the same problems everybody else was having. Oh, well, we can't find people or, oh, there's nobody out there that wants to work. 
And, and so we right away started to say like, well, what do we have to do differently? Because we have to solve the problem. Like we can't just keep complaining about it and, 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 and whining and, and say, getting mad because we can't find people like, let's start to come up with a solution. Yeah. And so, like you said, one of the things we wanted to do is we felt that if, if you, if you operate a business that you truly believe people want to come to work at, then people need to see that they, they need to see how it operates on the inside because when, when a plumber comes to your office for an interview, he's just assuming you're like every other plumbing company. Like that's just what they assume. They assume that that's going to be just like their last plumbing job. And so what we do is, is we, is social media is we, we do a reality TV show essentially of what it's like to work at I-5 plumbing. Like they, they see behind the scenes of what our meetings are like, what we joke around, what our warehouse does, what our call takers do, what dispatch does, the, the outtakes from the videos and, 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 and really, we want to create that real life experience. And once we did that, we decided, you know, let's, let's do it differently. Let's we still keep a marketing company. Like we still work with a marketing company to help us because once again, I don't know how to manage a website. You know what I mean? Like there's certain aspects I don't know how to do on that. But, but what we did decide to do is let's start to bring more grassroots in. Like, so we hired people in our, in our own company to now go do out community outreach. And, and boots on the ground, essentially, is what everybody says. Like boots on the ground, like let's go show people how five, I-5 five operates and, and let's, let's see if that makes a difference because we were getting results, but we weren't getting the results that we desired the way we were doing it. And so we wanted to do something different. So we really started to lean heavily into that grassroots marketing, which was social media, uh, network marketing or uh, networking events here in the, in, in the local market. Um, and it's not to find customers, it was to find people. Um, a, a lot of our social media and our community outreach is based off of trying to find people to come and join our team. Um, and, and what we've found with this is, is naturally, if people see that you're al always adding people to your team, then naturally they think that you're busy and that, 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 you're, that, you're, that, you're, that you're doing work. And so they're going to equate that they can call you, of course, like, just because they see a plumbing company and all they see is the back end of the plumbing doesn't mean that they don't know that we can do clean drain lines, essentially. Mm -hmm. So so we've went more with the aspect with our social media to where like, if they can read the name of your page, then they should know what you do. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. we don't talk about plumbing on our social media, but maybe 10% of the time because our name is High Five Plumbing. Like they should be able to comprehend that we do plumbing. We want to show them all the other stuff we do. So then that way they can see how it's going to be a different experience at this company than if they went somewhere else. Oh uh, yeah. I like that reality TV show on social. So, all right. So before we dive in, I just want to stop for a minute and just talk to the audience. I mean, a lot of people, especially in the older generations don't care much for social really just don't want to adopt it. Period. Like, what do you say to those people if they're like, yeah, I don't really, social's not really my thing. And so, so what I would say to that is it doesn't have to be your thing, but it, your company needs it. Mm. Like, like you, it, you don't have to be the one that does it. I guarantee you that there's somebody on your team that would probably love that task of showing how cool it is to work at your company. Okay. Like you don't have to be the expert of it, but it is vital to your company for people to do it because that's where the, everyone's, that's where everybody's going. A uh, quick example is how many times have you heard people say that TikTok is for kids or it's for young people or why do anything on TikTok? We generate it. We've generated three leads from TikTok that have generated $1,400 directly from TikTok. People have reached out to us through TikTok and scheduled plumbing work that has generated $1,400. And we don't, we don't pay a dime for TikTok. 
Okay, so so what all social platforms is High Five currently on right now? Uh, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, um, and then uh, YouTube, of course. All, all the videos there. So do you do you almost equate like a, a different social media platform to a different generation, or are they kind of all mixed throughout? That's and that's what I mean. I think um, the only the only social media platform that I've noticed is kind of generational specific is Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok are very much all people. I mean, my mom is sixty seven and she knows what, how to get on TikTok, um, <laughs> and, and so it's not it's not a matter of of generational. I don't think Facebook's the only one that I've really noticed is like. A lot of the younger generations like, no, nah, that's not for me. Uh, but Instagram and TikTok are very much like you have your ideal customers are on those platforms. I promise you. Okay. All right. So if you're listening and you say, I despise social media, Levi says, you know, your company needs it first and foremost. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Find somebody in your business who enjoys it and just start small. Like, what would you recommend? Because we're going to share a lot of great things. And at the end of the episode, I don't want to be like super overwhelming for somebody who's not doing it. But if you were to say, hey, very simple, here's what I recommend you do, what would that be? The first thing I would do is come up with a schedule, like a a schedule. And and, and so that way, because you got to create consistency. So, um, you know, so whether it's like sweet, every other day I'm going to do a post and then and line out two weeks worth of posts. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is as you create consistency, well, people now start to see that you're, you're a normal, like you're, you're normal. You're going to be there. I'm, you're always going to be there. And, and, and then don't think too much about the content. Once again, I think that's where people struggle a lot with social media is they feel they have to have the perfect content or the perfect thing to say or the perfect deal. When in all reality, people want to see you mess up. They want to see you stumble over the words. They want to see you looking down at a piece of paper and reading because they want to know that you're a real person. And that's what people want from social media. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's just getting consistent. So whether it's once a week, once every two weeks, you got to start to be a consistent presence. So that way people start to feel that you're a norm, you're normal. Okay. So consistency, do you recommend like they just start on one platform and just focus on I'm, There's a lot of cool ways that you can, uh, schedule like, a, a post to go to Instagram and to Facebook at different times. Um, but the same content, a lot of the times we share content, you know, we don't create specific content for platforms. There is some, we do that like TikTok. Of course, you're going to create a lot of specific videos for TikTok that you're not going to necessarily use on Facebook. Um, but, but for the most part, we just share content and post it at different times, different, uh, and you're going to see different engagement. And this is where a lot of people don't realize is, they don't track their engagement on social media. Like they don't track what actually got more people to get engaged in like, well, dang, let's do more posts like that. And, and I'm not saying this, but like most social media people's pages, you go back and look and it's probably like, like it, how's your water quality? Is your water heater working great? Coupon. When's the last time you cleaned your sewer line? Wanted to water heater flush? Like that's what all they're talking about. And, and people, once again, like people will call you when that time comes like the odds of somebody at that point having a water heater problem and seeing your post and calling you is very, very unlikely. You have to get them to like you as a company. So then that way, when the problem happens, they call you. 
And if they don't see how you operate and they don't see how you treat your people and they don't see what you do for the community and they don't see a lot of that stuff, then how can they start to like you? All right. I like that. You got to get them to like you first, right? That's good. That's really good. Cause yeah, I mean, I personally have made that mistake before of just selling to the customer versus actually just, like you said, being present and getting them, getting them to know, like, and trust you and uh, just kind of entertaining them. So there's, you know, there's three things I think about when it comes to like attracting and retaining top talented team members. And so I want to dive in and you can kind of share some of the things that y'all are doing there at uh, high five plumbing that relates to this. The first one's positive culture. And when I think about positive culture, I, I think about positive leaders. I think about, you know, core values. I think about things like that. So tell me, like, what do you specifically intentionally do at high five that breeds a positive culture? You know, um, when, when, when you say a positive culture, like everybody's going to have two opinions, right? Mm-hmm. Like every company, you, you're probably going to have 90% of the people are going to love your culture, but there's always going to be the people who still don't like your culture. Like it's going to happen. It, the odds of having every person in your company be a hundred percent behind your culture I found is not, not likely. Like they may be there and they may go along with it, but they're not behind it. Be okay with that. Like don't, don't feel like you're failing like work with the people who do see what you're trying to do. Um, but by creating a positive culture, what we've done is, is you have to show that you're, you're willing, you want them to be successful other than in your doors. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times we sit down and we have meetings with our employees and we talk about like, if you increase your numbers, you're going to get more successful. And if you increase your numbers, you're going to make more money and, and buy the house that you want. And it always ties back directly to what they have to do at work, which is what we, want to accomplish what we've tried to do is just go a different way about it which is get to know them personally first so you know we do vision boards as a team within their first 30 days of working at high five plumbing you create a vision board um, where you put all the goals and things you want to accomplish as part of that we also have them write a little essay saying well what has to happen in your day-to-day life for you to accomplish these goals so that's where we tie it back to work which is like Ultimately, everybody wants their personal life to be number one, which it should be like, that's what it should be. Like what I want in my life personally should be my number one focus. And then my job should help me get to that. Like that's what should happen. And so we, we, we've changed it to where, like I said, we, we know our people on a level to where like, you know, we know if their mom is sick because I want to be a situational company. Like I want to be able to know if a guy calls me out of the blue and says, Hey, my mom has to go in for surgery again. I now know that that was a problem. That was something he's been dealing with. And now I can be a situational company where I can give him that day off and know that it wasn't him lying. It wasn't him just not wanting to be here for the day because I'm aware of their situations. Okay. So yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, it's like people are there to, to earn money and uh, move the company forward, serve our customers, things like that. But a lot of times cultures can become all about that all about the numbers, all about the production, so on and so forth. So what you're saying is that you're still that, but you're really more about like, here's how, here's what's in it for you, right? Here's how you producing here will help you accomplish your goals that you have set. Yep. And and like I said, we do that from the very beginning. We do a lot of things. Um, Once again, like, I don't like to say this creates a positive culture, but what it does is it eliminates worry points for people when they start, which allows them to focus on what's important. And that's things like immediate PTO. They don't have to wait for PTO. 
thir- insurance after 30 days. So like you don't have to wait 60 days, 90 days, um, a, a lot, some of those things. And like I said, that just eliminates a worry point when, a, when you're changing jobs, right? Like one of the pain points when you go to change is, well, dang, what about, I'm going to not have insurance for this time, or when is my insurance going to kick in? Or, you know, when is this going to happen? Um, and so I, I really think that by, by doing some of those things, you eliminate those pain points, which now allows them to focus on the good things you do. They don't, they don't worry about those other things that they're normally focused on. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great, a great point. And it also allows them to, to grow there in your, in your business. So, I've been following you on social for a while. It looks like y'all have a great time. Your guys are shooting videos. Like, um, so talk to me about if I'm looking at that and I'm and just, let's just say I'm an old school guy and I'm like, ah, you know, they're over there just having fun. They're not really, you know, I don't even know if they know how to do plumbing and things like that. Like that may be going through their head. All right. Just to say, let's talk about that. Yep. So what do y'all do at High Five Plumbing to ensure that you have fun, have a great culture, but you're also the quality of work is there? Because your your reviews speak for themselves. You have almost 2,000 yep. five-star reviews on Google, which is yep. pretty impressive. So just talk to the audience about that. Like, how do you balance the two? Um, yes. Once again, there is a balance, you know, uh, because a lot of the times... Well, let's let's go back to once again. We we talked earlier about how oh, getting younger people to come to work and mm-hmm. and and wanting people. If you don't portray that you're a place that's fun to be, it's going to be tough to attract young people. Like it just it just is like you have to be a place that they look at least look like it's not going to be boring. Mm-hmm. Or it's gonna it's gonna have some interest to it. So that's why I challenge. Go back and look at your social media and just look at it and say. Well, does it look like it's as fun as I think it is? And most likely you're going to say no. Most people are going to say no. My, my social media is not pr- presenting that. Um, but, but what we do is, is we invest into a lot of training. Um, we have three days of training a week here at I-5 Plumbing. So we train on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Okay. Tuesdays is the customer experience training. Like That's where we train in the customer's home, how to be respectful to their wants and their needs and their feelings. That's where we train exactly how to how to make sure that the customer experience in their home is 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 perfect. Um, Wednesdays we train technical training, so that's where we do all plumbing knowledge, like how to install these water heaters the proper way, how to properly vent uh, plumbing fixtures so they drain properly, how to properly run water pipes so they don't freeze in Colorado. Uh, that's all Wednesdays, very technical, and then Thursdays is how to be p- successful in high five plumbing. That's where to park your truck when you're at the shop where to turn in your laundry on laundry day, where to put your scrap copper when you get into the shop. And so like we now go into how to become successful in your day to day. So we create a standard and we, we put the time. So every week we invest three hours into every person into helping them become better at their trade. Wow. That's impressive. And I really like the way that you balance those three days out and it uh, keeps it consistent and it also keeps it, uh, uh, diverse, right? Like it's not yep. the same thing every time we walk in. So, well, right. and what I love about it, Dan, sorry, is, is, is you know, your, your rooms are always full of different plumbing knowledge, right? Or different HVAC knowledge, whatever room you're in, you're going to have people who, some people are going to think of the training, all oh, this is worthless. This isn't, this is not, I, I don't need this. You know what I mean? And so what we've found with this way is you're not trying to cram everything in. You know what I mean? Like when people only run one meeting a week, like it makes it tough to meet everybody's needs on your team to make them feel like they're growing 
and that they're getting what they need to get. And so, for example, if you have a very experienced plumber and you never go over technical training because he's an experienced guy and your meetings are always focused on the customer experience and sales and, and not plumbing, well, then those guys that don't have the plumbing experience are going to start to have uh, unhappiness because they're not getting what they need. And so by breaking these into three meetings, it now allows me to every week keep everybody growing. You know what I mean? So now my apprentices don't have to worry about this. This week's weekly meeting is about overcoming objections, but I'm an apprentice just riding with the salesman. You know what I mean? So like it allows us now to touch people's growth points uh, every week. Okay. So you're training your team, making sure the quality stays high and what you do, you have a great brand rocking and rolling. Uh, we'll talk about your apparel because you sell apparel as well uh, for the high five brand. Um, every call ends with a high five. So this is ensures that, that your, that your customer is happy. Uh, but, you know, it, tell it. And, and we also talked through like the social media, right? Just getting started, adopting it, realizing that it's there to influence people to come to you. Um, one mindset that I think a lot about is, is that a lot of people look to hire on big hiring platforms like Indeed or ZipRecruiter, things like that. And when you're looking for somebody who's talented, the talented people already have jobs, right? Like they're really sought after, especially in the trades. We all, everybody has jobs because they're sought after. So you're actually looking, instead of looking for somebody who doesn't have a job on one of those platforms, we're actually looking to, or you're looking to influence people on social and it's not an instant ROI, right? It's, it takes time. And um, all it takes is one or two bad days at their job to realize high five looks pretty awesome. So you never know when that's going to come through. So on the recruiting side of things, how do people typically get a hold of you? Is it through the social channel? Is it through your website? Like, how is so, it? So we 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 do all of the recruiting that normally people do. You know, Indeed, we have ads running in all of those places. Yeah. The way that we use social media to tie into all of those is now if somebody sends us an application through Indeed or we get an application to one of those major type of platforms, mm-hmm. then... We now just send them a message back that says, hey, go check out our social media pages. Go check out us on Facebook, Instagram, go look at how we are and let's set up a time to talk. So we use it as a way now to people who are interested to come here. They're, they're going the, the way they always do about it, which is through all those big platforms. Okay. That's what they've always done when they needed a job. And now when they reach out to us, it's not a just come into us and come and talk to us. It's a go check out our social media. Go see what we're about. Go see how we operate. And if you think this is a pair, cool, then we'll set an appointment. Um, so we use it right from the get-go to, to, to put people back to like, like I said, there's no question. I can send somebody to my Facebook or Instagram page, and it's probably going to make them want to come to work here. Like I, that, I, I'm confident to say that. Like most plumbers, I can say, hey, go check out our social media platforms and, and tell me what you think. Like most of them are going to be like, oh, dang, this sounds way better than my last place. Now, not that it is the last place could have done all the same things, mm-hmm. but they may not have known about it because they don't tell anybody, you know, and that's one of the things like, you know, our give back program with the cares program, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes everybody, you, you know, a lot of the times people will think you're bragging when you post on social media that you're donating money back as a company. I like to say I'm making awareness that I'm helping my community. Like, once again, if you don't tell people that you're, and you don't show people that, Hey, as a company, we want to help our community. It's not bragging. 
it's just saying, hey, like, let's come together and help our community. It's it's not about saying that we're better than anybody else. But if you don't tell anybody, then how is somebody going to be able to make the decision that they want to come work with you because you give back to the community if you keep it a secret? Okay. So tell me about the High Five Cares a little bit. Yeah. So uh, the CARES program was a program we decided. So me and my wife, Cassie, have always been um, uh, religious people. I've always uh, believed in tithing and, and giving back. And and so we wanted to incorporate that into our business. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also wanted to do it in a way that it didn't feel like we were just doing it just because we, we felt like we had to. We wanted our team to get behind it. So uh, we started to make it to where, you know, every month we would donate. Um, X amount of dollars we set aside this amount, and then we do ten dollars for every high five club membership we sold, um, and then we do one uh, percent of the revenue of an average truck through the company gets donated back as well. So um, we wanted to do it and get our team involved because we wanted everybody to see that there's a lot of people out there doing good. Like it, it's it's we all have our problems. Like right, everybody has their problems throughout the day. But just always know that there's people out there who do have a worse day than you did today. And and what we did with this program is we wanted our team to start to see that, like, you can make a difference, even if it's just going and packing food for a night, like going and packing some lunch, or even if it's just going and sorting clothes at the local uh, clothes drive. So Mm -hmm. then that way, you know, they can get clothes out faster to people that need them. And showing our team that, like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be giving back thousands of dollars to make a difference. It's literally just your time sometimes. And so if you don't have the finances, it, we wanted to show people that you can make a difference in multiple ways other than just giving back money or I can't help because I don't have this knowledge. Like people just, there's a lot of people in your areas doing great things. And I would challenge everybody to start to look at those. Um, once we opened this program in 2018, it really opened our eyes to just the amount of people that are trying to make a difference in the world, man. Like there is just so many people trying to do good things and it's really inspiring to start to talk to those people every single month. Every single month, we meet new people that are just trying to change the world for the positive, and it really does uplift you and your team to just try to make a, a good change in the world. Wow! Yeah, that is that is cool. I, I think about just leadership and how leadership is influenced, and you know, we get people into the trades because they like working with their hands and they want to come experience the plumbing, and they hear it pays good or whatever the trade is. It could be anything. Any trade today, we're talking about, you know, a plumbing company, but the, you know, I think about influence, right? So they come in, we not only give them an organization or help them fit into an organization that has a bigger cause than just going out and making money every day. Um, You know, we teach them to set goals right away. A lot of people have never been taught how to set goals going into, into, in life in general, um, and then we also, we, we, we teach them about applying themselves to knowledge and training and taking ownership and quality of work and communication. And then even from there, y'all are doing this high five cares, which is teaching people to give back. And it feels good to give, to give and give back. And I like the way you, that you put it is, you know, if we're not, if it's one thing to boast about it all the time, it's another thing to just talk about it and just show people that it's a part of what we do. Because once again, you're looking to influence people, whether that's people that want to come to work for you and fit into your culture because it's one of your core values, or it's somebody who wants to hire you for a job. You know, so I, I like the way that you that y'all incorporate all that at High Five Plumbing. And so I saw a post y'all had like some baseball cards. 
Tell the audience a little bit about your jerseys, how that came came about, and then I'm dying to know about the baseball cards. Yeah, so, uh, you know, at High Five Plumbing, like, I've always wanted to just do things differently. Um, like, I've worked in a lot, like I said, I've been in the plumbing industry a long time, and I wanted it to just be different. I wanted to have a different feel, and so... Uh, it was a, it was probably 2019. It was August of 2019. And, um, we were sitting down watching the Rockies game on TV, me and Cassie, and they were doing the national anthem and they were showing all the, the teams, you know, they line up on the baseline and they, they were all standing there. And I'm like, Cassie's like, dang, I want a high five Jersey. And, and then I was like looking and I'm like, dang, they look really professional. Like they, they look really put together. And like, and so then I was like, you know what? Like, let's let's wear baseball jerseys as a team and so uh right away like literally that night i started designing the jerseys uh so our team wears baseball jerseys uh they get three different options they get a pinstripe they get a uh so they get an alternate which is the pinstripe and then they get a gray and the black which is a home in the away um and so they can wear any of those jerseys that they want any day um and so it's cool because we all still look like we're on a team um, but we, we, and I, I, once I say some stuff and I don't say it to sound mean, but like most plumbing, com- most trade companies have a white or blue or gray button up shirt with a company logo on the left chest technician name on the right test and American flag on the left shoulder. Like yeah. that's just most people's uniforms. And so it's, once again, it's just kind of the standard and it looks great and it looks professional, but we saw a way that we could do something different and look professional. And we rolled it out. Our team loved it. Uh, people started asking to buy jerseys and, um, you know, started asking to buy a lot of our gear, which then caused us to open our apparel site. Um, but once again, the apparel site wasn't open because like I said, I know it seems like high five does a lot of stuff, right? Like, Oh, you got to care, but it all goes back to one thing. The only reason why the apparel thing started was because I wanted my technicians and my team to be able to show their personality a little bit. So we have 21 hat styles. We have three Jersey styles, you know, that we have a bunch of different jacket options they could wear. They could wear a red jacket. They could wear a blue jacket as long as it's branded high five. And so um, we then started to get customers like, well, hey, where do I get a hoodie? Like, that's an awesome hoodie. Where do I get that? And so then before you know it, we found that we were just sending people gear and we were like, well, dang, like we're just sending people gear because we want them to wear a cool, our cool brand. And, and so then we were like, well, what if we were to just start selling the gear and all of the profit just goes back to the CARES program? And so we start. We opened up a website, uh, started to sell gear. Uh, we've now sold gear in I think fifteen different states as well as Canada, um, and all of the profit from it just goes right back to the non to the nonprofit of the month. So once again, we didn't do it because we wanted more money or because it, it, we saw that people were asking for it. So we thought, how can we tie this back into just further the mission of making people better? Wow, that's great, man. I, I love it, y'all. Are, uh, are giving those profits back. I mean, that's really cool. But yeah, it just goes back to like the brand it can be bigger than just the plumbing, right? It can mean yeah, so when, Well, when we have people come into our shop, they, uh, they're always like, dang, are you, are you guys even a plumbing company? Like it really feels like you're just like a, a, marketing, a marketing and branding company. That's really what people say that, that it feels like when they walk into our our doors, you would never guess we're a plumbing company. We're a marketing and branding company that does plumbing on the side, essentially. So tell me more about that. So people listening say, okay, I, I know I want to get into social media. I'm going to do that. 
I know I want to, you know, make sure that I'm recruiting and posting a few times a week. And the important thing is like, whatever you decide to do, do it consistently. Right. Exactly. But where do they find the time of the day? Right. They're probably thinking they, they may start and then realize that they got a million other things to do. So um, I, I have been talking, I obviously work with a lot of different trades, businesses, and I talk a lot about bringing at a certain point in your business, you bring people in house to help you manage this. So I know you're pretty far along since 2019, been focusing on this, but so it's been almost three years or three years. Uh, tell the audience more about like your in-house team that helps you manage this um, yeah. the marketing recruiting efforts there. Yeah. So when we made the decision to start bringing a lot of our marketing in-house and to start to try to manage it that way, uh, the first thing we did was hire a director, like just a person who was making the decisions of to the, to manage it. That person also acted as our recruiter. They were the person who made all the first initial phone calls to any potential hire. It was our marketing team. Once again, we're selling ourselves, you know. So I know a lot of a lot of companies have HR or accounting handle that call where I wanted marketing because we're selling ourselves to that person calling in that's that wants to come work here. So our our marketing director also handles all recruiting. Yeah. Um so naturally once we started to see that, we we started to notice that Dang, you know, we, we're between all the social medias, staying on top of that and the local networking events, we need to bring, we need another position. So that's what created the community outreach coordinator. So we have our community outreach coordinator. Uh, they literally spend eight hours a day going to networking events, going to nonprofits and recording videos, going and visiting with our preferred partners that uh, we partner with, recording videos at their shops. Um, really just building that grassroots, that grassroots relationship. Uh, uh, every day he's in coffee shops, talking one-to-one with business owners. He's talking to potential nonprofits. He's talking to potential, um, customers. Um, and so we started that and that, that position is generating 15 to 25 leads a month alone. That, 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 that one position every month brings 15 to 20, 25 leads a month. And we're making anywhere from twenty to sixty thousand dollars just from that position in revenue, from those leads that he's bringing in. So once again, like it, it depending on what the time you want to put into it. So I looked at it like it, it's a very performance based position. You know what I mean? So if he's bringing in leads and helping us generate revenue, then then that's a one of those no brainer positions to me. Once I started it, like once I had the position up and running, I was like, dang, why didn't I do this sooner? Like why didn't I pay somebody this to go talk about how awesome we are? to the community. So then that way people start to choose us. And um, that was a really big point right then was when we did that. Um, when we now have those two positions is when we really started to see the momentum of wor- word of mouth. It's, it, was, it was now, and it's even faster than normal word of mouth because normal word of mouth was you had to wait till Saturday night when they would have a, a party with all their friends and then they would talk about their week together. And so now it's like, it just amplified word of mouth by having a great social presence and somebody in the community talking about us all the time that they can refer people to that social, it just created like a, a, a word of mouth on steroids, essentially. Um, and so then that led us to, once again, like, we're like, well, dang, we're, we, we're, we're doing so much of this stuff that we need to create more content because we're, we're, we're it's just doing so well that we need to keep this going that yeah. we then hired a full-time videographer to just come in and he just follows everybody around like paparazzi all day. He just comes in in the morning and records the training videos, training meetings. He records the technicians getting their parts and loading their trucks. 
He records CSRs answering their phones. He records, records uh, management meeting. He just literally is like a paparazzi for high five. And now we have endless content. So once again, we've been, we've been being consistent for a long time. So eventually you now get to the point where now we have content for social media for months. Like I don't have to worry about social media because we've gotten to the point and we've built it to where you you're consistent. You find things that work and then you build on those things that work. And now, like I said, so now that's why a lot of our social media keeps getting better because now we have a professional videographer editing our stuff in house. So I'm not having to pay companies to edit videos for promotional stuff, all that's in house. And, and, um, and it's really been a game changer as far as what you can do, as far as painting your vision for your brand. Wow. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome information. Thank you for sharing that. So starting off somewhere, which is like a, a marketing recruiting specialist is a good place to start bringing that in house. And then I, I like how yours kind of float out community outreach. That's something that, you know, is not done very often, but you're right. Like you want to be a part of the community out there shaking hands, connecting with people. And then from there, the videographers are really cool idea. Uh, I'm hearing of a few other companies doing that, but it's not wide, widespread adopted at this point, you know? So it's it, a lot of times we think as owners that, Oh man, we got to start shooting videos. We got to do this. We got to do that. When in reality, our, our time's best spent moving our team forward towards a vision or training people up, um, coaching people, doing stuff like that. So yeah. And like I said, I think, I think it goes back to, you got to start, you know, Dan, and I'm sure you can remember back to when you were making your first video, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? And, and you were nervous and you probably sounded dumb and you, you know what I mean? And you probably critiqued yourself way more than you needed to. Yeah. And then that's when I realized is like, people really don't mind. Like they don't mind if you make a mistake and, 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 and as long as you're open about it and don't try to hide that it was a mistake, then there's no, there's no mistake. Then now it was just me being a real person. And so I think that's where a lot of people get hung up on the idea of recording videos and doing social medias. They think it has to be perfect. Like I have to have the perfect quote or the perfect picture with the perfect deal or whatever it is, instead of just doing something like just, even if you're just the first post you do is, Hey, happy Thursday. I hope everybody has a great day. Yeah. Like that's literally like, that's it. Like it doesn't have to be a, a, a crazy thought out thing. It just, what has to be thought out is the consistency. Don't commit to something. <clears throat> what I see a lot of the times is I'll see a company, they'll start brand new and then they'll post for four or five days in a row. And then it becomes every five days and then every couple weeks. And now they haven't had posts for the last month. So now you are considered irrelevant. And so in the social media world, you're irrelevant. Because you, you came in gung-ho, guns blazing, posting every day, but you couldn't maintain that. So that's why I say just start small. Like, say, cool, I'm going to do one post a, a week. Yeah. Like, every Friday night, I'm going to just make a quick post saying, I hope everybody had a great week. We killed it here at this company for the week. Thank you for your support. Just do that every week. And you'll start to send, people will start to like it. And then you'll start to get people who comment back. And then, and then say, okay, sweet. Well, I'm going to do it now twice a week. And, but you got to start like, don't, don't just start. Don't try to make it perfect. Start somewhere uh, because you can't, you can't edit and critique things if you don't have anything to edit and critique. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's a, just a great leadership principle in general. Just, uh, you know, only start what you can consistently do only implement what you can consistently do. Right. You know? Uh, so yeah, cause people, you know, it, it builds credibility and who you are as a company and also who you are as a leader in your business. 
So, uh, but that's a whole, at least a whole other conversation, but for sake of time, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. How can, how can the, the audience out there uh, follow you? Um, just kind of go on, go on the journey with high five plumbing. Yeah, definitely. You guys, so you guys can go check us out on Instagram, uh, high five plumbing on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, those are our three main ones. We're also on YouTube. You can go see a lot of our videos. Um, and if you're, if you're just looking for ideas and stuff, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Like I said, if you, if you just have a question on how we made a video or how we rolled this out, um, our marketing team manages all of our direct responses. So, you know, you ask them a marketing question through our social media platforms, you are going to have one of our marketing team responding to you. Um, so, so like I said, don't be afraid to ask for the help, but yeah, follow us on socials, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook are our three main ones, uh, at high five plumbing. Awesome. Well, Levi, thank you again for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you, Dan. All right. Y'all have a great day. Cool. Thank you.